Welcome to Worth It or Worthless, a show where every couple weeks we pull a game from my own personal collection of retro games, take off our nostalgia tinted glasses and decide, is the game good by today's standards and is it worth the price of admission? We talk about what the game does well, what the game doesn't do so well, and the things that are just plain weird. I'm your host Dan, joined as always by my friend Jordan. Jordan, what did we get into today? Today we played the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles 2, the arcade game for Nintendo Entertainment System. <laughs> That's a mouthful. I almost didn't get that all in one breath. The Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles 2, <laughs> the arcade game. Dude, I don't know. It's got a couple different names. I don't yeah. really know what to call it. Yeah, we played the NES version and we played the arcade version. Yeah. In a, a twist of, of fate, last weekend, arcade went up as like, Orders have opened at Walmart for the arcade cabinet, and so two days later, I was extremely happy, and then we happened to be recording an episode this week, so we got to finally do this game, which I've wanted to do for a really long time. Yeah, I mean, you were kind of worried about the whole arcade machine. Like, you were, like, trying to get one online, and they kept being sold out, and then all of a sudden, they were there. You have no idea. I do have an idea. You were texting me and I was trying to help you. And yeah, you were like, somebody found one in like Pennsylvania. And I was like, oh. And then it was like, somebody found one in Ohio. And somebody found one in like. They were getting closer to us. And like, yeah, they were getting closer. So I'm like calling a bunch of local Walmarts and I was like really dying inside. Yeah, <laughs> so like, dude, I know. Because uh, the pre-orders would sell out in like 20 minutes. But you have one now. It's set up. It's I in do. your man cave, and it looks yes, awesome. It is awesome. So we are going to cover both versions of the game on today's show, and it's going to be a good time. Well, you don't. You can't say that now. We're like a minute into it. You can't say it's going to be a good time. What if it ends up being it a really bad be a, time? It's always a good time to have conversations about these games. Whether the games are good or not, the conversation's always good. Oh, that's nice. Well, do you want to jump right in and see what we thought about him i was gonna say the conversations are always good unless we have a headache from the music of streets of rage 3 <laughs> there it is check off streets of rage 3 dig and <laughs> what did the what do you, do you want to talk about the nes or the arcade version first you were kind of uh it doesn't matter to me i either i can go either way all right you start off with whatever you want to start off with well i kind of let's just start off with the arcade machine i guess because right. i was really excited i you know I haven't played an arcade machine in a while. I am mm-hmm. like kind of obsessed with them though. Like <laughs> I like have this thing where I keep checking like Facebook marketplace and I, someday I have nowhere to put an arcade machine, but I just want one. And so now I'm really glad that you have one. And, uh, it was really fun to play this game. So let's just start there. And for me, just talking about the arcade version, uh, it was just really fun to play. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Um, I, didn't I don't have a lot of bad things to really say about the arcade version it was mostly like a positive experience yeah and one of the points that I have about the arcade version is it's just an overall great game yeah (laughs) which isn't really specific but um yeah I had a blast with the arcade version it's been we've what the last time I played the arcade version I think was with you at an actual arcade like three years ago (laughs) <laughs> so it's been a while. Yeah. So I, I love coming back to this every few years. Um, the only other way that I have to play the arcade version is on the PS2 game that came out. There was a, a Ninja Turtles game that came out on PS2. And the arcade version is a bonus feature on that game. See, I always like when they do that because I remember like playing Donkey Kong 64 and there'd be like you could go in and play original Donkey Kong on like an really? arcade machine. Yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah. I never had Donkey Kong 64. It's a nice little Easter egg when they throw the old version of these games into the new versions. Yeah. But a more specific point, though, about the arcade version, other than it's it's fun and it's good, um, graphics, animations. I really enjoyed. There's a lot of... This game just is, like, fluid in a lot of ways. Um, the attack animations, the the damage animations, the foot soldiers look good, the turtles look good everything looks good in this game yeah you really liked the krang animation like with his little (laughs) arms like flailing out every time he kicked and that that was nice yeah Uh, another thing that i really liked about this game is that it felt like the perfect length of time on the arcade machine yeah i have that written down as well that it doesn't overstay its welcome no it was good like I, i didn't feel like it was too long uh it maybe could have been a tiny bit longer but i didn't feel like it was too short either i felt like it was a good length of time yeah i feel like it took us about 35 ish 30 35 minutes to play through it and when we got done with it i was like yeah that was quick but i'm like i felt really satisfied with the amount of time that we spent with it a lot of times because beat-em-ups don't have 
very deep mechanics. They can yeah. easily get repetitive when they get around, you know, 45 minutes to an hour. Yeah, you and, can only um, punch and kick and jump so many times. Yeah, yeah. And those are really your only options in this game. You can punch, <laughs> you can kick, and you can jump. It's a, it's a beat-em-up game, and it's a pretty simple one. Yeah, so this one, the arcade version definitely doesn't overstay its welcome. I, I think it feels the perfect length for, for a game that does what this game does. Yeah. The next point that I have is the music is good in the arcade version. See, I didn't really even notice the music in the arcade version, but I wasn't really like paying attention to it. A yeah. Time. So I, the NES version is a game that I've enjoyed a lot for a long time. And so one of the things I like about the NES version that we'll get into is the music. So having been a while since I played the arcade version, I was kind of trying to pay attention to the music. Yeah. Just to see, you know, if it, if the NES music was really like something from the arcade version and it, it is uh, the same music in a lot of the places. And so I was just listening to the music and in, enjoying it. I think the, the arcade has some pretty good music to it. I think if we play it again sometime, I'm going to have to pay more attention to the music because I was also really into it. We can talk about that when we get to the NES version, but I'd be interested to go back and, and listen to it. Uh, I was just like so immersed in like the actual like, standing there <laughs> at an arcade machine in your basement. Like it's such a cool thing to have an arcade machine. And so I love, I just was like, you know, I wasn't really paying attention to the music and I'm going to have to pay attention to that next time. Yeah. The arcade machine is a really cool thing. Um, it's a little bit small. It's It does support four players. And it would be very cramped with four players, but, um, it's, I, it makes me so happy. Yeah. To, I mean, to, that's, that's part of the whole thing with it. Like nobody's got room for a, like a whole bunch of full size arcade machines. So the three quarter size machine, it's like a compromise. You know, I don't you, even think it's three quarter size. I think well, it's like they half advertise size, it. man. Yeah. They advertise them as, as three quarter size. But uh, for me, that kind of goes along with that. My last thing that I really liked about this game that really stood out is that you can uh, change between the characters. Yeah. So when you die, it's like, all right, I, I died as Donatello. I'm going to reboot back up as Michelangelo or whatever. And it's like, jump back in. I don't think I ever played as Michelangelo, but you know what I mean? It was <laughs> one of those Renaissance painters. Yeah. Well, it has four sticks and that kind of plays into what I, I like about this game is is it it has four player cop. And what you're talking about is you can switch uh the player that you play as not for you have to switch joysticks like literally um <laughs> to play as a different player but it does have four player co-op which i think is a huge awesome thing which i was mentioning to you while we were playing the nes version doesn't have four player co-op and it seems like the nes multi-tap like it just missed opportunities yeah like what games could sad. you even play with that if you owned an nes multi-tap like would you ever even have an opportunity to really use it i think there were like some sports games some other not very popular games that <laughs> used it but it's like one of those things that you'd get for christmas and you'd be really excited about it and then you'd be like oh I, there's not really any way to use this yeah, let's go play some double dribble basketball or whatever i think we had double dribble when i was a kid yeah well i think you could have used a multi-tap if you would have had one <laughs> is there anything else that stands out to you that you really liked about the arcade version of this game uh no not in particular all right well let's move on to what it doesn't do so well and I think that uh, one big thing that both versions of this game, but definitely the arcade version of this game could benefit from is a block button. <laughs> uh, just like after having that in uh, Knights of the Round in our last episode and kind of like realizing like how much that adds to a beat-em-up experience, I kind of was missing it this time around. That's an interesting point. I never really thought about it. I think I'm so used to this game and, and the way sort of the dynamic of attack and then walk away and attack and then walk away. It's so it's like it's kind of interesting because you move really fast through the air. Like if you're jump kicking or mm -hmm. even like flipping through the air, you can move side to side pretty good. When you're on the ground, you are not quick. And yeah. so when it comes to boss battles especially, you kind of have to constantly be jumping and like doing aerial attacks and stuff, and it just feels like when you're on the ground, when you're doing like hand-to-hand -hand stuff, you're at a huge disadvantage and it's easy to kind of get stun locked. And I feel like having a block mechanic would help that a little bit. Yeah, that's interesting. Um, I don't know. I don't, I don't know if I feel like it needs a block mechanic and I don't know if that's just because I figured out how to stun lock the bosses with jump kicks. Yeah. Or you, like <laughs> you can tell that you have definitely put a lot of time into this game because you were pretty good and you were able to like stun lock some of the bosses. And I was just sitting there 
usually dead or dying and just being very impressed at your level of skill at this game. <laughs> I've probably <laughs> depressed played, with my lack of skill. I've probably played this game dozens of times. <laughs> well, it shows. <laughs> um, one of the things that I have that the arcade version didn't do well was that it's designed to suck money out of you. <laughs> which could be why there's no block button. It could be. You know, um, when we played Knights of the Round last episode, I never felt like it was like exploitative in the way of you were dying super quickly or you couldn't really yeah. like save yourself. Whereas this game, it feels like it's like, who was it? Was it like some one of the rock bosses that shot lasers or was it Bebop in the second level where he would shoot these pulses of like six lasers yeah. and then it would just hit you six times yeah and it's like okay you're not going to give me like any invincibility frames you're just going to completely suck my health because i happen to be in the wrong place at the wrong time and you're stunning me so i can't move out of it and you can't really move up and down very quick yeah so you you don't really have a chance if you get hit by that so i mean sure it's an arcade game and it's kind of designed to suck as much money out of you as, as possible but it was kind of like come on be a little bit more lenient with this stuff. Give us a chance to kind of stay alive a little bit longer. I mean, I don't even know how many times we had to to continue. Yeah, that's a nice thing though, with the, especially with the <laughs> you know a console version of the arcade game or the arcade one up version of the arcade game is just being able to hit that continue or that uh, credit button and just be able to add. Some yeah, more. every time you hit the start button, it adds like two lives to your count, and I probably I want to say. I want to say 20 to 25 lives is what I probably used in this game. See, when we started this podcast, we used to keep track of how many times we died in games. We, <laughs> it quickly got out of hand and we're like, do we really want to count our 200th death in Battletoads or is this just going <laughs> to ruin the whole thing for us? So we don't do that anymore, but we definitely died a lot of times. Yeah. Um, this game definitely probably made a lot of money. I would be curious if there was some number floating around the internet to see how much money this game actually pulled in because it's probably... <laughs> Because you got to remember, like, too, this game came out in 1989, and it was, like, the perfect storm of when Ninja Turtles was, like, hitting fever pitch popularity. You know what's weird is I don't remember that because I would have been one year old. (laughs) What? It was... (laughs) Not do you literally remember it. I don't. But the time period... I also uh, don't remember that time period. I'm I'm sorry. I'm I'm speaking from a historical perspective, not an experiential one. I'm just trolling. Gosh. You got to expect this from me. I was kind of hoping that you just let it go for once, but (laughs) I'll let it go now. (sighs) So anyways, this was the height, you know, this was when the Ninja Turtles was starting to hit fever pitch right before they had their glorious 1990 movie debut. Yes. Which still holds up wonderfully to this day. Yeah. I, I do remember those from my childhood and renting them often. Yeah. Yeah. Um, do you have anything else that stands out of what this game didn't do so well? So they're not, I have a couple things, but it's more of, um, the critiques of the arcade one up cabinet itself rather than the game. All right. Um, the mix on the music sounds a little (laughs) weird for some reason, like the low end got bumped up and you have these, like, there's certain, like when they're singing the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle theme song, there's like this slightly out of tune, like lower you get the baritone guy. dude coming through more than the high pitch guys. It's just it just seems a little bit off. It's a little bit weird. It sounds awkward whenever they're doing stuff. You're like, did they add voices to this? Is this the original soundtrack? But then when you like compare the two, because you pulled up the fo- pulled it up the original on your phone, it was like, I think it's the same. It's just the mix is different for some reason. <laughs> it's so weird. So but yeah, the audio a- is a little off as far as a few places on this one. Yeah. Um, not a deal breaker, just a little bit like, huh, I don't know. I don't remember that from the original. Um, but maybe it was there. Um, and the other thing is just the, the cabinet is small and cramped. So if four people want to play this, you hope it's not like four large people because like it's, it's bad enough. Like, I don't know. It's just a very tiny cabinet. It is. Yeah. And I feel like if there were four people, it would be hard for the two people on the ends to have like a good view of the screen. Cause they would feel like to get uncramped from each other, you would have to like kind of have a maybe slightly awkward angle to the screen. Yeah. You could fit three adults in there. Yeah. And probably four kids. Yeah. But other than that, you know, that's all I really have to say negatively about the arcade version. 
All right. Well, I think we can move on to the NES version. I think we'll have a little bit more to say there. Yeah, for sure. Um, for me, the biggest thing of what the NES version did well was the music. Um, we kind of talked about this already, but like I said, I didn't really notice the music in the arcade version. It could have just been because everything else was going on. But man, the music in the NES version is so good. Yeah. We we were transitioning from the first <laughs> to the second level, and you're like, dude, are you ready? And I was like, what? And then it started, and we just sat there. Like, we didn't even move. We just, like, listened to, like, half the song because yeah. it's incredible. Uh, like, I don't know if it's because we're music guys or um, because, like, I'm into chiptune or what, but it is so good. This yeah. is some of the best game music of the like 31 episodes that we've done. I I'm really impressed. Really yeah. impressed. We always talk about Konami um and their music and this is one of my favorite NES soundtracks. Like yeah. this is probably one of my favorite game soundtracks of all time. It's just so good. Um I just it's always something that grabs my attention about this game where I'm just like the soundtrack it just I don't know what it is, but I could just sit there and listen to it, which is rare. For a lot of these old games, I never feel like, you know, they really. The bad thing about it is like it makes me feel inadequate as a musician. <laughs> it makes me feel like I never want to like open up my recording software and make something ever again. And uh, so that's the downside to it. But it it's so good. Yeah. But if you were to sit there and you were to like drop it in as like a reference track, how much better could your chiptunes actually become? I know. Right. Like I'm just like listening to it and just thinking of like, I want to do that. I want to do that. I want to do that. Yeah. Yeah. If you, if you guys don't know, I, I did make the, um, our intro and our outro. It's just one song, whatever. But it's yeah. like, that's like the level. That's like one of, <laughs> one of like the better things I've ever made. And then you just like, it's nothing. It's, it's dirt in comparison to this. And so like, I'm just like feeling so small, but also no, feeling man. really inspired by it. And it's yeah. just like, it's good. I love our theme song. And my wife has been like, when I've been showing her like clips and stuff of like, cause you did the video intro and stuff and she was just like watching it and she's like, your theme song is really catchy. Yes. And then I was watching like another video, but it was like quiet and she was like turning up the volume so she could hear the theme song. <laughs> <laughs> so awesome. it's pretty good, but like maybe, maybe when it comes time to give the, the podcast a fresh coat of paint, maybe we'll make a new theme song and then we can just drop in some Ninja Turtles music for you to just elevate yeah maybe you know make a remix of the worth it or worthless theme song with more ridiculous tapping and awesomeness it's so good it's so good all right so the music is great another thing that really stood out to me that i kind of loved about this is one of those things that you would often not associate with being a good thing but i actually loved the product placement in this game (laughs) (laughs) everywhere you go like it's not in the arcade version at all but in the nes version there's just pizza hut logos and signs everywhere and it's perfect it's so good there couldn't have been a better product placement combo than ninja turtles and pizza hut in early 90s late 80s whenever this was it's so good it's perfect yeah i feel like you know like i said pizza hut is basically the mcdonald's of the pizza industry (laughs) is that a compliment i'm i don't know but yeah the i told you the manual had a pizza hut coupon on the back of it and i feel (laughs) like so perfect while pizza hut is still the king of sort of uh pizza chains um I feel like at this time, Pizza Hut really had sort of, um, I feel like when you drive around and you see old Pizza Huts that haven't been renovated, they're from like this time period when this game existed. Yeah. When they built all the huts. Yeah. Like, (laughs) I feel like this is just a, a, a beautiful time capsule of 1990. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, because nowadays your Pizza Huts are all just a hole in the wall in a strip mall. And, you know, you don't get the A lot of old, them are, yeah. Even, like, all the ones by us, like, have moved out of their hut-shaped buildings and into strip malls. And it's really disappointing to me. Well, there's still one that's pretty close by. Yeah, there's one, but, like, like the five other ones have all <laughs> vacated the hut. And it's like, you're not a Pizza Hut anymore. You're just a pizza uh, door. You're a, you're a nice-looking building that people might actually want to go in. Dude... I have a lot of fond memories of the Pizza Hut buffet, the lunch buffet as a kid. So Yeah, as a kid in the 90s. Yeah. And I missed that. I need but, to take, yeah. Are you saying I need to take off my nostalgia-tinted glasses of pizza places? No. That's and decide defi- if they're worth it today? Definitely. No. <laughs> we can leave those nostalgia glasses on. But yeah, basically in every level, there's like some kind of 
almost every level has a Pizza Hut, like nice piece of pixel art. Yeah. Poster or some. And they're, they're, they're different. <laughs> they're, they didn't just take one and like slap it in there a bunch. There's like different Pizza Hut logos and billboards and signs and like. Right. Like, they really went for it. The first level you're walking through, you know, a, uh, an apartment building on fire and you have a nice Pizza Hut mm-hmm. poster on the wall. And then like a f- five feet later, there's like a picture that's similar, but it's mountains. <laughs> <laughs> so it's just like. You got some nice art in that building. Yeah. <laughs> a few of my favorite things, mountain climbing, Pizza Hut. And then as you're walking through a snowy New York park, there's just a, a sign Next to some trees and bushes that says Pizza Hut. Well, you know, just reminding you while you're out in the park, if you get hungry, go grab a slice <laughs> of New York's finest. Oh, uh, yeah. That's good. What else stands out to you of what this game does well? Um, So I like that it has all four turtles. I like that, you know, it's it's got all four playable characters. Granted, you can't switch between them on any given playthrough. And you can only play as two of them at a time. Yeah, and that's kind of also my point, too, is is the co-op in this game is good. So I really like the fact that um, this game just feels like a perfect kind of co-op experience. There's something about... Perfect? Not perfect as an experience, but the perfect... um, There's something about Ninja Turtles before you rudely interrupted me just now. (laughs) (laughs) that just speaks to and i don't know why because the ninja turtles tend to be like our more popular episodes and i don't know if it's because it's such a good canvas to like hang out with your friends or because you know your siblings you could play co-op with like because there's four of them and they're all different colors and they all have different personalities it just seems like um the super interesting franchise that draws people in and it translated to video games really well um so i don't know there's just something about this that makes it a great co-op game in my opinion awesome unlike the first ninja turtles game on the nes which is not very good (laughs) because it lacks co-op and a whole bunch of other reasons no it has nothing to do with co-op it's just not a great game (laughs) it's just a bad game yeah (laughs) Uh, is there anything else that stands out to you as what this game does well? So this might be a good place to transition, but I actually like that this game has extra levels from the arcade game. <laughs> this is a good place to pivot because um, I don't really like that. Yeah. So you, I, I, I think we both felt that the game started to run a little bit long. Yeah. It started to overstay its welcome. Part of that reason was because we had to continue a, a few times and we had to replay levels. And so that added, you know, probably an extra 25 minutes to our playthrough with it. Um, but you have like, a, uh, I think, two full extra levels and then the regular levels are longer than they are in the arcade version. So I feel like this game is at least twice as long as the arcade version probably. Oh, yeah. Maybe Easily. a bit longer. Um, but it's cool that we got an arcade port that had extra stuff. It gave you some kind of incentive and it would have been cool to see these levels in the arcade version. But at the same time, I like the fact that the game has extra stuff in it. Mm, yeah. So this is agree to disagree <laughs> and we can now pivot to what the game does poorly. Cause yeah, I really didn't like the extra levels. I felt like it made the game feel too long. Uh, one of the extra levels was just completely insane uh, it was all of a sudden it was winter time and you then you fight this like polar bear wolf looking guy and then uh, the Ninja Turtles are walking across a bridge and all of a sudden the snow melts and one of the Ninja Turtles says it's spring and you're like what well you had what to, even happened well you had to defeat polar bear in a leather jacket and then you had yes to obviously, one of the most timeless and beloved uh, Ninja Turtles bad guys, polar bear in leather jacket. And then you had to jump kick his floating robot ball to melt winter in New York. Oh, is that what was happening? You, I think he had a weather machine. They don't really explain it. No. So maybe <laughs> that is one of the things also that this game doesn't do so well is the story. Yeah. No, I have that. That's a whole separate point that I have. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> I was wondering if you were going to bring this up. Um, 
Yeah, the story on this one's a little weird. It's, yeah, it's almost non-existent. Yeah, save April from her burning building. Which, you know, that's never the case in an Inchurtles game, save April. Yeah, she gets taken by Shredder. Then what? You're going through the... You don't remember Shredder jumping out the window? No, the that, was a, that was a fake thing because, of course, Shredder kidnapped April. That's what always happens. Except for sometimes he kidnaps uh, the Statue of Liberty. Maybe he thought that was April, a statue <laughs> of her. Jumps out a window. Yeah. Then you're going through the streets of New York. Yeah. Shredder is on TV taunting you. Yes. Somehow. Uh, all right. Get through the streets of New York. Fight Bebop. Go down in the sewers, as you do in every Ninja Turtles game. Yeah. Because what would a Turtles game be without the sewers? Mm-hmm. Um, then it's winter. Yeah, uh, yeah sure. You come, come out of the sewer and it's Come out time? of the sewer. It's winter. No explanation. Uh, save the city from winter. Uh, yeah, but like, why? Why was that in there? End up walking in a weird alley. Fight Baxter Stockman. Save April. Yes. Highway, highway. Well, no, no. You forgot that April got kidnapped again after you saved her, right? But to, uh, was it only one time? I, I think you. you say, got... I think you only save her once, and then she drives the turtle van off of a bridge yeah. with oh, you yeah. in it. Exactly. And yeah. then Splinter gets taken away. Maybe she was brainwashed, and that's why she drove the turtle van off of a bridge with you in it. I don't know. <laughs> so you got to save Splinter from a guy with a flamethrower. And then you go down to a secret dojo, and then you got to find the Technodrome when you're outside the front of it, because the next year it shows a cutscene of you at the Technodrome, and then it says scene seven. We got to find the Technodrome. I'm so glad that you are bringing these things up because these were really haunting me. These were like things that were making me really like anxious about this game and being like, what's what's happening? What am I missing? And I'm glad that you and your dozens of playthrough are also perplexed by this game. I'm not perplexed about a series that started as a spoof of Daredevil. Yeah. Where you have anthropomorphic turtles that are named after Renaissance painters. Yeah. Have a reincarnated in some uh, mythos version of uh, a ninja master kind of guy. Giant rat. Yeah. Or uh, Hamato Yoshi. Sometimes in the IDW comics, Hamato Yoshi reincarnates as the rat splinter. But I think in, in the cartoon, he got covered in the ooze and turned into the last animal that he touched. Oh yeah. Which makes total sense. But in the movies, he is Hamato Yoshi's pet rat and he learned martial arts by watching his master. Mm. And then he got covered in ooze and got really big, and got really big, which makes more sense. Cause that's what it does to the turtles. So I don't ask a whole lot of questions about, why is it winter in New York and springtime? No, but like, see, that's lazy. That's giving them a pass. <laughs> like, it, you know. They're ninja turtles who eat pizza. That's fine. I can is accept it, that. I can accept that. I can't accept the fact that Shredder has a nearly endless supply of robot warriors. Yeah, but he's got Krang from Dimension X, who we don't even know. He's some. This is. This he's is, some big wig. We don't, I think, know a whole lot about him. So he's got an army. I mean, he's waging war. He's getting sick of the neutrinos. The thing is, by everything else we can tell, this is not like some advanced society. It's the late 80s, early 90s. April's carrying around a giant VHS camcorder. Like, nobody has advanced technologies. Shredder has access to... Dude, it's Dimension X. Do you know anything? Do you I'm know... I'm just saying. The neutrinos not, have, like, a flying car. I don't know anything about this. I'm just saying, if Shredder has clearly, access to clearly. an endless supply of robot like human humanoid robots with advanced ai technology and they can like do all this advanced stuff. well they can walk they around. can walk and punch they can, that, no robots today in 2019 can walk around and punch like those guys can uh, they look exactly like human beings if you know, had man. that kind of technology i don't know you know use them sell them as robot butlers Sell them as robot security guards. Think about how many rich people would pay to have a you bodyguard give all of the villains too much credit in these old games. What You're like, why don't they about? just use their resources for good? Not for good. Because they're villains, man. I'm not saying for good. I'm saying doing what a normal rich person would do. Take no. advantage of all your stuff. And you're not even, if you're a normal rich person and you have a business, like, and you get, you do something bad, you don't even go to jail. You just get to use your money and get out. It's like I'm saying, like, Shredder is doing the wrong thing, like, by 
being this bad guy and he can't this is the thing that pisses me off the most is he's got all these endless resources and he keeps getting thwarted by four big turtles who are kind of okay at martial arts like what the heck how is that even possible he can shoot lightning out of his hands like the emperor he can turn into like a bunch of versions of himself like loki he's got some sort of ray that turns the turtles into miniature turtles like he's got all this stuff and somehow he still gets beaten by four turtles who know karate how it's the classic hero story man no it's the not. villain never wins it's like the heroes don't <laughs> have to do anything they just stand there while the the bad guys fall over themselves yeah i mean bebop and rocksteady do just kind of fall over themselves i just want a good story like it's all there then watch the first teenage mutant ninja turtles movie it's a good story it is a good story it is a good story. I'm just wishing that we got some and of that in these games. It has a wonderful ending where Casey Jones crushes Shredder in a garbage truck <laughs> in a PG-rated kids movie. Well, he he didn't die. Kids movie. He got better. Well, he had to get better so they could make more movies. Yeah. <laughs> With uh, worse animatronics. <laughs> anyway, so the story doesn't make sense, and I'm glad that we both agree on this. I'm not saying that it's something the game didn't do well. I'm just saying it doesn't make a whole lot of sense. (laughs) Oh, man. All right. Well, in the midst of all of that spiel, we had a whole bunch of things that I had written down. So uh, one other thing that really bugs me about this game, and we've kind of already touched on this as well, is that, you know, it's only two players. Yeah. um, Which is kind of a bummer. So I guess we've already talked about that, though. Uh, The biggest thing for me that I guess really stands out about this game in comparison, this is now the third Ninja Turtles game that we've played, and I feel like it's just not as good as either of the other two. Well, this one came out before those two, to be be fair. Um, Yeah, I would agree. I was actually trying to think about this while we were playing of like, what turtle game do I think is the best one? I mean, just looking at the two we've played on NES, Ninja Turtles 3 is by far better. It's more fun. When we were done with it, we were both really pumped about it. I was like, man, I want to play that some more. It had a ridiculous story, but it had a story, and it was fun, and it wrapped up, and it made sense, and uh, it just seemed like everything about Ninja Turtles 3 was better than Ninja Turtles 2, in my opinion. Except the music. Except the music. You're right. But the music wasn't (laughs) bad. No. The music wasn't bad. It just, man, you can't really beat the music in this game. I love both of them. I know you do. Um, the second one, Ninja Turtles 2, is still a great game in my opinion. I'm not going to say it's better. It's, it's. I don't know, man. I See, I wouldn't see, call it a great game. I would call it a, a good game, an okay game. See, when people talk about like Super Mario Brothers, yeah. they don't just like dismiss the first one as a worthless game that's not worth anything anymore because Super Mario 3 and Super Mario World exist. But Super Mario 3 and World are far better games. I know, but... And I feel like it's sort of a similar situation. It, it is, but if we're talking about taking off our nostalgia glasses to see if these games are good by today's standard, you yeah. kind of have to stack them up and say, like, if you're going to pick one of these... Like, you know, if you play Ninja Turtles 3 and you're like, that was sweet. I kind of want some more of this. Yeah, then go play Ninja Turtles 2. But if you have time to play one of them, you're not picking this one. See, I don't know if that's always the case, but I don't know if that is is nostalgia or not. And even as far as Ninja Turtles 3 versus Hyperstone Heist, I mean, oh, obviously don't you're, even make me you're jumping up to a whole nother level, you know, 16-bit platform. Don't even make me choose. I'm not going to make you compare those two, but just on the NES, like, oh, I feel like it's man. pretty clear cut that 3 is better than 2. Yeah. I mean, I would say objectively, probably 3 is better than 2, but that doesn't make 2 a bad game or worthless. No, it's not a bad <laughs> You are already starting to plant the seeds of the final thing from the episode. Oh, my goodness. No. No, I'm wow. just... It just sounds like you're throwing Ninja Turtles 2 in the trash. I'm not throwing it in the trash. It. I'm not. I said I had fun with it. I said it was good. I said lots of nice things about it. All right. Let's talk about something that the game didn't do well. I am. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like you're trying to take this off track. I'm not. Okay, what else do you got? You got more? So, a couple things. Okay. About... The mid-game dying, you can't change turtles, and you can't continue in co-op mid-game without stealing a life from the other person. I feel like that's the biggest 
downside between the NES and the arcade version is the continue system on the NES is just maddening. Yeah, it's terrible. I hate it when games do this. And the Ninja Turtles 3 game on NES didn't do this. Yeah. They fixed it. I just, I don't know why it wouldn't let the co-op partner continue. Now, Especially so- when you have a bumbling second player who just smashes <laughs> buttons to steal lives. And then I, all of a sudden I have no lives left in two hits. This and then like, I'm dead. This sounds like a personal experience that you had. This doesn't sound theoretical. It's almost like it happened three times, several times and we had to continue. And it's almost like the game got drawn out and was a little too long because we had to replay levels all due right. to somebody just button mashing. All right. Listen, all willy nilly. Listen, guys, this is what's happening. <laughs> this game has a problem, and Dan is blaming that problem on me. And I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna get angry at him. It's okay. Or deny it. He's deflecting. <laughs> he's deflecting. He can't take out his anger on an inanimate object. But I'm here to allow him to vent, as his friend, and it's okay. It's just a little frustrating when. Okay, so every 200 kills you get, you get an extra life. Yeah. And how many of those extra lives did I get to enjoy? Well, none, because I took them all. Yeah. And then you took me down to no lives with no health left another like three times. Again, this is not So Jordan used about three times, maybe four times as many lives as I did in this game. Well, accumulating about half as many points. And so Jordan feels like the game was too long, but it was a half an hour longer because he accumulated half as no, many points no. and stole all my extra lives. Listen. <laughs> all right. <laughs> This is what we're trying to get at. Is the is game, Jordan created his own problems with this one? If you die, <laughs> if you run out of lives in this game, you have a game over. And you cannot just jump back in. You can't pick a new turtle and continue. You have to sit there until your other co-op partner has lost all their lives. But if you happen to accidentally hit the attack button, you can steal one of their lives and come back in. Now... This is not such a great feature. It's nice, right? It's cool. It's like, oh, quick, hey, man, we're about to be this boss. Grab one of my lives and come in. That's the idea. Not so great when you are me and you're not very good at this game and you are maybe are doing a little bit of button mashing, and as soon as you die, you don't stop button mashing, and whoopsies, you just stole one of Dan's lives, and that may have happened three or four times. <laughs> but that's not necessarily a fault of mine. I feel like that's a fault in the game. Oh, okay. <laughs> Mark that in the column of what this game does poorly. Uh, um, we can move on, I think. All right. I think we've kicked that horse. Um, a couple other problems technically this game has. Okay. There's some slowdown yep. in it when it gets a little bit busy, and there's a lot of sprite flicker. Lots of sprite flicker. There's some outright parts where like half of your turtle is missing or like transparent. It's just weird the the way I stop, I don't really notice it so much. And maybe it's just cause I'm used to it. But when I actually stop and try to notice what this game isn't technically doing well, it kind of does run technically pretty poorly. Yeah. I would agree with that. And it's definitely like one of those things where you kind of just expect it cause it's an NES game. But you know, if a game today was doing that, you'd be like, man, this game is broke. <laughs> <sighs> no, man, maybe it's that's true. Well, no, I'm just saying, um, I'm not going to excuse it because like if in, in River City Ransom, that game ran really poorly in two players. And maybe if they would have done some of the stuff that this game did, technically that game would have ran better in two players, but looked like garbage the whole time. Yeah. Um, so maybe this game couldn't run the way that it did without being, you know, a technical um, failure mess. Disappointment. <laughs> I mean, it still runs, but yeah, I think that maybe that's the one thing that this game really does poorly is is looking at it from a technical perspective. Ten minutes into what this game does poorly, Dan says the one thing this game does poorly is if you had to pick if you had to pick one thing that this game does poorly, the continue system. That's not the friend that you're playing with. The story. Um, it's too long. It's not too long. Endless hordes of bad guys. If you never have to continue, it's not too long. Mousers coming out of the wall for 15 minutes while you just sit there and punch them before you can move on. Well, there could have probably been two or three less (laughs) mousers per hole. Um, The last thing that I have this game doesn't do well uh, is in the dojo level. There are these 
paper tiger enemies oh that come out of these gosh. paintings. Oh, it's this and game's version of motorcycles. But this game had motorcycles. It did, but they this weren't game, bad. So this game checked off all the beat-em-up tropes. Well, I think have, this game created all the beat-em-up tropes. <laughs> I don't know. We'd have to look uh, into older games. But, yeah, you've got skateboarding vehicle level. You've got motorcycle bad guys. you got, like, the helicopter bad guys swooping yeah. in on you. But in you the got the, the water level where you're walking on the water. No, you're not walking on the water in this one. That's, That's true. the arcade version. The arcade version, you walked on the water. And the NES version had better graphics. You're right. You did walk in the water. Yeah, the water actually comes up to your knees. Interesting. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, there's this one part where you got to fight two of these tires that come out of paintings. And they... I feel like that was the the point in this game where I was like, I think I'm about ready to be over this. That whole level, and that was an added level. That whole level yeah. was unnecessary. It had a lot of bosses that took a lot of hits. It had like these jumping guys that were really obnoxious. It had these scorpion things that you couldn't jump kick without taking damage. It was just a whole bunch of stuff that didn't need to be there. Yeah, I think that game, that level took us over 10 minutes um, in and of itself. Wasn't a good time. And then you stole one of my lives right at the end of it, so we had to fight the boss a second time. We had to to play the whole level twice. So that's probably why it felt a little worse, too. But, yeah, the mechanics on this one, it, like, wouldn't register right. You would jump kick it, but you would land on top of its back, and it would, like, do damage to you, which didn't make any sense. And Getting paper cuts, man. You don't want to get paper cuts on your feet, on your turtle feet. Terrible. Terrible. I mean, overall, the enemy AI behavior... And this one isn't too bad, but like, no, it was really just that the one was particularly annoying. And that could have been because that was a thing that they added for this game. It wasn't in the arcade version. I don't know what it was, but either way, I could, I could have done without that. Yeah. But all right. I think we've said all that we have to say. Yeah, we have. Let's move on to our, our final segment here. All right. So if you had unlimited money yeah, and you had amnesia, Mm-hmm. Knew nothing about this game before today. Mm-hmm. <laughs> what would you pay for the experience you just had with the NES version? With the NES version, I I started out having a good time, and then as it went on, I was having less of a good time. Uh, mm. I really did like the music, and so um, like I feel like I'd spend more on the soundtrack of this game than on the game itself. That does, yeah. I feel like I'd be like, oh man, I'd I'd drop like seven or eight dollars on that soundtrack. Yeah. But I see I would be like two dollars on the game. Wow, two dollars, man? Yeah, and that's I feel like I'm being generous there. Wow. That that bad? It wasn't bad. It was just like uh, it was just like not great. Like when we're looking a bad at taste in your we've mouth. We've played a lot of beat em ups. We've played a couple other turtle games that are like way better. Like if I'm I'm not a person who plays a ton of retro games. If I was gonna play a Ninja Turtle game, I'm not picking this one. I'd pick one of the other two that we've played. Okay. And I, it's funny because I own this game. This is the only one of those three that I own. Which is like, man, I got the wrong one. Yeah. Yeah. Um for me uh Okay, I got to take off nostalgia glasses on this one. Yeah, do it. I'm feeling, I'm still feeling seven or eight dollars. Okay, that's reasonable. I um, thought you were gonna say something silly. I'm feeling like forty two. <laughs> <laughs> that is the answer, just not to this question. <laughs> yeah, I feel like seven or eight on this one is. That's just fine. objectively by comparison to the other Ninja Turtle beat 'em up games. This one's probably comes in last. Wow, that's great. I'm really happy to hear you say that. But it's still better than a lot of other beat-em-up games. Yeah, that's fine. You can say that. I'll allow it. <clears throat> I'd still rather uh, play this than Streets of Rage 3. <laughs> Unless. I agree. I turned off the, the music on Streets of Rage 3. Yeah. Then maybe I'd rather play Streets of Rage 3 for half of the See, game. See, man, it's amazing. Half, I'd rather play half of Streets of Rage 3. Because okay. then it would be the same length as this game. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Oh, <laughs> uh, what would you pay for the arcade version? See, if, I like that. That was fun. If um, that was still available on Xbox Live. Is this Gosh. is the this? Oh, on Xbox Live, like on yeah. a console version. Back in the day when before it See, like, I disappeared. Feel like I'm not interested in 
I wouldn't be really interested in buying like this on a console version, but like if I have, I still have the unlimited money you, that you gave me. Yes. Can I just buy the arcade one up cabinet? <laughs> <laughs> Cause I liked it, man. It was really cool. That's, yeah. They're cool. All right. Well, what would you pay for the arcade one up cabinet? I don't know. Was it like 300 bucks or something? Nope. $400. Yep. <laughs> oh, I got unlimited money. Whatever. I'll spend the 400 bucks. <laughs> You can't tell these games mean a lot to me. <clears throat> Dude, it's a cool thing to have. It's a, It was a birthday present to myself. Yeah, that's great. So that's how I managed to justify it. So to, all right. So you would, you, you think the cabinets were 400 bucks? Uh, uh, well, I got with the unlimited money. Yeah. Yeah. Well, like personally, I'm not going to go drop $400 on this. No, but do you think that, it's outrageous that this is no. a cabinet that costs $400. No, it's not outrageous. Like I, if I had the space and like the disposable income, I would be all over it. Yes, yeah. It's a very cool thing. Yeah. If you are a person who is into these old games, you like the idea of having an arcade cabinet, you love this game in turtles in time, which is also in the cabinet and you've got 400 bucks. Like absolutely. I would say it is a good purchase. Like it's a cool thing. I'm glad that you have it. It makes me happy just to look at it in your basement. So it's yeah. Cool. Yeah. Um, I feel good about it. I think I, I think four hundred, and it's it comes with the riser, which is like fifty bucks individually. Usually, yeah, you need that. Um, I feel like I wouldn't want to pay more than four hundred bucks for this thing. No. Um, it's great. It's not perfect, but I feel like if you're kind of on the fence and you have the disposable income to put towards this, I don't think you'll feel bad about picking this one up. I feel like you feel a lot better than if you spent $1,500 on it, which is what the full-size ones go for. I don't know, man. I still might want the full-size one someday. <laughs> <laughs> Bucket list. When I start a garage arcade, I still might go after the Ninja Turtles cabinets along with some other ones. Yeah. Like Heavy Barrel. Oh, yeah. So good. Classic. Yeah. All right, man. So what do you think that this uh, this game's going for on eBay? See, this is always where I have like the conflict of interest. I hope it's going for a lot because I have it, um, <laughs> but I feel like it's probably like nine dollars. That's that's not a bad guess. Uh, when I looked today, it looked like about eleven or twelve dollars for uh, a copy of this. Yep. Um, price charting said it was trending at ten dollars. Sounds and right. So yeah, that sounds about right. I think this one has kind of stayed right there, uh, around the ten to fifteen dollar range for a long time. I think it's pretty common. And I think you can't go wrong paying 10 bucks for it. Um, I mean, I'm not going to like argue with you because it's $10, but I mean, I wouldn't spend $10 on it. Now, Jordan, we've had a recurring theme discussing the PAL region. Um, yes. Oh. Constantly getting screwed on these retro games. Yes. Our hearts go out to you, PAL. <laughs> I, I think of them as my PAL now. Oh, That's Lord. just how I'm envisioning the whole region. <laughs> hemisphere even all right so with the the trend of pal games seeming to be double to triple of what they are here in north america what do you think that the pal version of this is going for uh i would say uh 24 to 36 dollars if it's double or triple <laughs> 23 dollars according to price charting hey hey there it is so they're not That's getting not completely bad. screwed no, but you still shouldn't spend $23 on this game. Um, I don't necessarily agree with that. I don't know about conversion rates. I think maybe the dollar. It's strong right now. <laughs> it is. I, I heard that on the radio. The dollar is strong right now. <laughs> it's hurting businesses because the dollar is so strong. <laughs> is that what you heard? I heard it on the radio. I oh. listen to NPR sometimes, often oh, actually. Oh man, it's a preset on my radio. Yeah, number one. I feel like I don't even know. I don't even want to get into conversion rates, but I feel like they're. Uh, it would be like, it would be more than that for them. I feel like I don't really know. We're just we are not no. I feel international like it's economic. Ma- I don't even want to. I don't have time to do this math right now. I was going to just pull up a conversion calculator and be like, how much is $10? It wouldn't matter, though, because we don't know what in, like relative it would be to them. Euros. I know, but like... Remember last episode? 
But like in Thailand, <laughs> like 30 baht was $1. But if I told you, it was like, oh, it's 400 baht. Like that sounds like a lot to us, but it's not to them. So it doesn't really matter. <laughs> it's still it's still worth $23. Uh, $23 is about two hours of minimum wage pay in the U.S. <laughs> I, I wouldn't work two hours for this game. You got to work at McDonald's for two hours to buy a copy of Ninja Turtles. No, that's not right. You need to two work and a at half? Pizza Hut for two and a half hours. With tips? Because <laughs> if you're going to buy this game, you should work at a pizza place. Oh, man. So, all right. $10. Worth it or worthless? Uh, for me, I'm I'm saying worthless. You got to be kidding me. Dan, I was I said $2 is what I was Ten interested bucks, in. 10 bucks, Jordan. That's five times what I said I wanted to pay for it. Yeah, but it's not like it's you okay. said twenty and it's like a hundred. It's okay for me to say worthless and you to say worth it because art Cause is you're subjective wrong. and it's okay to have different opinions. No, this ten dollars. This is a hundred percent worth it. In your personal opinion, which you're entitled to, no matter how right or wrong it is. Um, ten dollars, one hundred percent worth it. <laughs> <laughs> no matter what Jordan says, even though he owns it, he's just salty that I do own it's it. It's not worth more. Well, maybe that's a possibility. All right, my friend, do you have anything else before we wrap up? I just got one today? thing to read to you guys before we wrap up today. Uh, like a few months ago, it was the anniversary of this game and we shared a, a video on social media. It was a pasta commercial. It was like Ninja Turtles pasta. And uh, we got this comment on there and it was from three GS and more or maybe three G's and more. I don't really know. <laughs> he says, I remember both eating the canned pasta and also being pissed off that the NES version of Turtles wasn't the arcade version. And then in parentheses, he says delusional kid. So there you go. Uh, three G's and more talking about both the NES version and the arcade version and how they weren't quite the same. And I think that is the perfect comment to close on today. So if you guys are listening to the podcast, we would love you to, for you to follow us on Twitter and Instagram. And as a brand new thing, this will be our second episode that we will have a video version of. So you can now also follow us on YouTube. Check out the Knights of the Round video. Dan did an awesome job on it. It's really cool. You can see all the different games that we're talking about. And, uh, yeah, if you were like, I like listening, but I got some extra time and I'd like to watch, you can now do that. Yeah. If it's something that, you know, you want to throw on in the background to kind of see some, when we're like in this episode, we're talking about the paper tigers or whatever, you'll see a clip of how cheap they are and how terrible of a time that we had fighting those paper tigers or, you know, whatever other random stuff that we talk about in the show. Uh, the video will give you a little more insight into what we're talking about. If that's more your bag. Or, you know, you can still just listen to the podcast. Yeah. Either way works. Whatever is good for you. Whatever good for us. floats your goat. <laughs> On that note, I think that's going to wrap things up. I think so, too. We'll see you next time. All right. Thanks for listening, guys. If you have any questions or feedback, feel free to email us at worthitorworthlesspodcast at gmail.com. And if you're interested in staying up to date with the show, follow us at W-I-O-W podcast on Twitter and Instagram. If you enjoyed the show, please leave us a review and subscribe if you want to hear more. Thanks for taking the time to listen to the show. We sincerely appreciate it. Talk to you next time.